Recording in progress. I don't know why I think that's funny every time. I don't know why. I think it's funny every time because <laughs> it sounds so, uh, she sounds both aggressive and friendly at the same time. Right, right. Someone that I work with actually makes like a teacher that hates you, but she's still a really good teacher. Recording in progress. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, oh, don't shoot. need to yell at me. Anywho, hi, Corbin. Hi, Austin. You guys might have noticed it was a little different today because it started with me saying hi Corbin as opposed to Corbin saying hi Austin. And also I always say welcome back to Beige Babes. Oh yeah. Welcome back. We're happy that you're here. <laughs> cool it. <laughs> I think, I think your mic is kind of like this. I think Inspiring. you need to like go like like recenter it in front of your little face. It keeps falling over. That's fun. There you okay. go. I think I got it. Okay. Oh, and I just marked myself with my pen. That's mm. fine. Anyways, sure. this is what happens when I'm in charge. I'm pers- perspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we finished our our series on Fruits of the Spirit, mm-hmm. which with the I bang. Was, yes, I knew it was going to take a while, but boy, did it take a while. <laughs> did you enjoy doing the series, Corbin? I loved it. I loved hearing different people's perspectives. I mean, the hard thing about doing a series is that you don't necessarily get to choose what's in it or what what comes next. Mm. So, you know, it's just kind of funny. (laughs) I think that's kind of funny too, as I'm sure that like you guys have, the audience has gathered, is that we don't always record them in order just because of like people's schedules and Mm -hmm. who can do this and that. So it's kind of funny because like, you know, over the course of like the last gosh like three months I've had like you know like a slow build up of like a difficult situation and then it kind of went down but when mm-hmm. you hear the podcast out of order when we ask like how we're doing it's like today I'm great today I'm horrible today I'm great today I'm horrible the, it was recorded in an arc for the record I'm oh, not that gosh, emotionally yeah. unstable but I just was like not that, that that much you know? yeah and I was like oh god it was an arc. Okay. An arc. Yes. That's so funny. Well, I mean. That's what we're saying. <sighs> yeah. I mean, things are difficult in general because we're right. so people. We just, yeah. We're people. so just people. Just people. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we're honest. Yeah. Probably yeah. a little too honest, to be frank. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'm listening to something and I'm like, you know what? I hope so-and-so doesn't hear this because they'll know I'm talking about them. <laughs> I think that all the time, I'm like, dear Jesus, please have it so my coworkers don't listen to this. <laughs> but but it's usually someone that I I absolutely know will not right. listen. Even so, it's like, oh, I'm totally gonna listen to it. I'm like, no, you right. right. Won't. You won't ever. <laughs> you're like, it. I'm, I'm like, safe because I know you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <clears throat> What's something? What are some of the things you think you've learned from the the fruits of spirit? Anything new? Oh, yeah. Well, the first thing I know I learned is that I can hear you clicking your pen in the background. That's oh, sorry. That's how good your mic is. Um, sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the, oh, gosh. I learned a lot. I think, I think it was just interesting hearing how other people have worked towards, like, certain values and how maybe they value things that I haven't valued and that I wanted to value more, and I see how they've done that. I don't know. Mm. It was just really interesting to hear, like, people's perspectives. Um but and especially because i'm the one that edits the videos like i spend a lot of time listening to the same things over and over and over again so i have a lot of time to like ponder it i actually don't i actually don't listen to them after i edit it because <laughs> i'm just like i know okay i've heard it all before <laughs> funnily enough but no i definitely feel like my life has been enriched since doing this and it just reminds me like spend more time with the people in your circle Mm. Like I think the biggest thing that I've learned from that whole series was spend time with people in your circle because they have something to teach you, which I knew before, but like it really solidified it over the last, gosh, two months. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? You know, a lot of what, what you said, I think the big thing for me is that what I learned is that you think you can understand and know something Mm -hmm. and then realize that 
as much as you think you know about it, there's always something else to learn. Totally. And frequently, even on our podcast, surprisingly, um, I've thought about things I want to say, thinking about other people, other people and sure. how they they do things that I don't care for. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. about them. It's like a rant sesh. It kind of is. I mean, yeah. not every time, but it has been. And I, yeah. but I'm thinking the problem that a lot of us have and myself, me and mm-hmm. myself being a lot of us mm-hmm. is that I'm thinking, how does, how would this affect, affect so-and-so if they heard something like this? Oh, maybe they'll stop doing A, B, and C. But I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, even if I, whether I think I have something down pat or whether mm-hmm. I know that I don't, mm-hmm. I should not be considering how it affect a different person. I need to be thinking about mm-hmm. myself, totally. how, how I can work on this, how I can use these yeah. tactics, how I can process how I can focus and be aware and conscious mm-hmm. of myself and not continuously thinking about how how this would change somebody else yeah like that's a huge I, I think that's a huge thinking flaw mm-hmm. that I mean I'm kind of being what's the word it's not ironic there's a different word that I'm thinking of for your like contradictory I'm sure. gonna be a little contradictory in my next but I think it's that's a problem that our society has is think about mm-hmm. how this can affect so-and-so if they listen to it. Right. I mean, totally. And not taking it into our own lives. I exactly. Mean, and yeah, it's funny because we do, I, I was even noticing that like, we do talk that way. Like, Hey guys, like this is a good thing to do. And I, I feel like I articulate it that way, but in all reality, I'm kind of talking to myself. Like if we say, if we're talking and we're like, solidifying thought at least for myself i think and we'll kind of go more in depth in this later but for me solidifying thought is i do that through articulation like articulating what i'm thinking and so you know when i say like so you know if this happens guys this is a good way to handle it i i'm verbally talking to you but internally talking to myself if that makes sense so just use that filter when i talk and i'm like you know when i will uh like do a summary of something because i uh-huh. do a lot of summaries after somebody talks i'm like so what you're saying is i'm really talking to myself <laughs> i'm like I'm, do this. You're, you're making me think you know that meme where that person is like looking off into the the distance like they're focusing and you can see all the like math symbols <laughs> around their head yeah that's totally. what that's making me think yeah. of and it's funny too like listening because sometimes we will record and i think like i i'm really having a hard day like and we're recording. I'm like, that was kind of a sad podcast. And then I really listened to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, we still said a lot of funny things. <laughs> like, even when it's like, I don't feel great. When we're both pissed. <laughs> For whatever reason, like our conversations are still funny. Like, I almost think they're funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's always interesting to me. I'm like, I feel grumpy, but even our, you know, in our dialogue, there's always like a hint of humor or like, yeah. And I think I, I appreciate that. I think you're one of the few people that I, consistently have that kind of like communication with mm-hmm. <laughs> um, did i ask you what you learned I yeah so. okay yeah because okay. i just yeah was, okay. i learned that i i i also realized i had that i've done that during church before yeah oh like, I, I, I remember that when i was younger like listening to services you're just I'm gonna like, say the same thing i'm really hope corbin's listening to this <laughs> I know, oh, dude, I'm not, I legit had that same, like, <laughs> I legit had that same revelation, like, 10 years ago. I was like, this could be about me. <laughs> no, it's not. That's definitely not. No. Yeah. No, I mean, no. I just, I really, really, really want to clarify that the points that we make or the discoveries that we, like, articulate are not, they might be, again, they might be articulated towards, like, an audience, but really a lot of this is for ourselves and by no means do we think that we've mastered any of these like skills or qualities no you might understand no. them to the level no. that we can explain them to somebody else but i i, I don't do any of it. almost every time we're done with one of these and then you know the day goes and i lay down in bed i'm staring at my ceiling i'm like wow i suck <laughs> i know i'm like i hope the people that are close to my life aren't like what a hypocrite <laughs> i know and i've had like co-workers listening to this and i'm like just because i'm verbalizing it and i might know it to a degree like please don't know expect don't expect anything from me okay i'm a person if you expect it it's your fault yeah really yeah i'm just trying to live my life and i'm not <laughs> 
we should like make sure to say I know I'm a crappy person. <laughs> then all we can do. Yeah. Um, how was your week this week? Um, okay, reflection time. How was my week? What happened? It's been two weeks since we recorded. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I have a confession to make. Okay. I wasn't going to tell you, but I, no, what's a no, better opportunity now to I tell you know. than yeah. in front of an audience? I have to know. So we did You're Lindsay. pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not. Um, okay. ADHD moment. Quick sidetrack. Oh, my gosh. Put a pin in that. Wait, what, what was I talking about? What were you talking about? Um, I, I'm just... Oh, yeah, my confession. But before I say okay. my confession... Okay. Story. Okay. When, at Christmas time, I really wanted to get a... Okay, <laughs> side story. <laughs> side story. People always talk about me and Colson... Me and Colson. <laughs> me and Greg having a baby. People always talk about me and Greg having a baby like it's for whatever reason it's the topic of conversation like mm -hmm. leave us alone anyway so we get a lot of heat for it like grandma grandpa sent us baby blankets I, I anyway so for christmas last year i bought a tiny stocking because i really wanted to get a dog i found online you know i tend to go a hundred on anything and so i hung up this tiny stocking next to mine and greg's stockings and colson came over one day and he was like looked at it and he goes Corbin, no. And he looked at me and he was like, Really? And I was like, It's for a dog. And he Hug. was so I remember this. Austin, he was like, So sad, like, Corbin. Don't do that. And I was oh, like, I feel so I'm bad. So sorry. She <laughs> wasn't even thinking that way. But the way he looked at me with like a twinkle in his eye, he was like, Corbin. Like, oh, this was my so way of telling awful. him I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, um, so my confession for we are all doing lint this year together mm. and the thing i gave up was um caffeine because prior to getting on adhd medication i was like downing caffeine and then i would take a pill to fall asleep you know and take mel melatonin to fall asleep and then like 500 calorie 500 calories 500 milligrams of caffeine mm -hmm. to stay awake I was like, okay, unhealthy. I think you were talking about it at one point in the podcast and you were like, that's not good if you do this. And I was like, oh, I do that. Anyway, see self-reflection. So I gave up caffeine for Lent. And for those of you that don't know what Lent is, it is, it's through a, different types of religions, but predominantly it's Catholic. I'm not Catholic, but I think it's a great, um, I don't know, a great exercise. So it's basically 40, 40 days prior to um prior to Easter, you give something up and, and essentially preparation for Easter. So our family used to do it when we were kids and we all kind of did it as adults. So I gave up caffeine. So after I came back from vacation, I like fat struggled last week because last week was kind of my first, second week for vacation. And second week and first week, second week, second week. Anyway, whatever. I really struggled, Austin. I struggled. Like I took a nap every day after work, which made me go to bed late, which made me tired for work, which made me take a nap. So I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do my homework. I didn't practice any of the skills I'm trying to practice. And I didn't my podcast like I should have. So I broke and I'm back on caffeine. But I will say, here's here's what I'm going to say. Thank, Thankfully for my ADHD medication, I do not down a bunch of caffeine like I used to. I have a cup of coffee in the morning, which is helpful because I have morning time before I go to work at three in the morning. And I like to read and like listen to Enya and center myself. And I cannot do that without coffee. So have a cup of coffee. Go to work. No more coffee. Go to gym. No more coffee. Come home. Do my life. Take my time to go to bed. Okay. So I'm back on it. But it's like 100 milligrams as opposed to like 550. I'm sorry. Wow. I was watching your hands the entire time. I know. Your face like shrunk into your neck and your eyes started going two different directions. And I was wa I was definitely I was watching your hands. And your eyes were literally like glazing over. Doing and this. like your mouth was like slightly parted. Well, you're using like milligrams and centigrams and get over kilograms. Yourself. Did you get like... anything of what I was saying? I was listening the entire time. Okay. So watching your hands. Are you mad at me? No. Oh good. <laughs> so now i don't feel bad about it no i was just feeling i was slightly disappointed that the audience can't watch us because it would have been 
more fun if they can watch you it explaining it. No, they would laugh at seeing your face literally disappear into your neck. And like, <laughs> you know how cats do that when they're just like, and they just like melt into themselves. That's right. literally what you're doing. And your eyes literally like started going, like separating and like glazing over. And you started like breathing out of your mouth. Breathing out of my mouth. <laughs> That's my confession. Okay. Look, there's literally a coffee. My coffee. I know. When you were saying you thing. gave it up, I'm like, what's that over there? <laughs> nice. That's okay. Your week. You so went as far as you could. That, that's how my week was. I struggled so friggin' hard. So this week yeah. I'm going back on caffeine. Okay. Um, well, how are you for going as far as your week? I did. I went for like 20 days and I went on vacation. I never drank coffee. Well, it Good was for you. decaffeinated. So you're welcome. Okay. Like the. How my last, you? my last two weeks have been utterly exhausting. Mm-hmm. We didn't record last week because I just had one day off and yeah. I've been having to do extra hours. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I really don't want to see anybody or be talked to by anyone or anything at all. Rude. So <laughs> I. It, I would say it hasn't been bad. It hasn't been a bad couple of weeks, but it's been very exhausting. Yeah, you handled I, it like a champ. Thank you. Well, and another thing is it's been over three weeks since my last seizure, even though I've been working extra. Get it. Yeah. So I'm practicing my thinking. One of the big things about them is that they're caused by um, stress, but it's not physical stress, although that can help because when you're tired, it's harder to- sure to process things it off yeah yeah but it's it's emotional stress um and so normally if i get emotionally too emotionally stressed out my senders send a little faster than my receivers it just Mm -hmm. gets blocked up Mm -hmm. so i have to practice the way that i think and the way that i process things okay okay i have an analogy for your seizures okay okay so this is what austin's seizures are like when she says um her senders are going quicker than her receivers have you guys ever grabbed like a funnel and like put it in a bottle and then like you're pouring something into the funnel too quickly and so it like overflows in the funnel that's what happens to austin's brain when she has a seizure so it's like a wide mouth of the receiving you know like i don't know i don't think it's a neuron but like the receiving parts of her brain is wide and then like it, it has like a small funnel of like processing those thoughts basically so when she gets stressed out imagine like dumping a bunch of water through like a small funnel and it just mm. like overflows quickly that mm. that's how it was explained to me and that made a lot of sense yeah yeah so yes so it's weird because my weeks have been very stressful but i haven't had a seizure in a little bit because i'm okay. processing i was kicked out of a party and so that was a that's a story to tell i can't really tell it on here i can't but just just be aware that's corbin heavy you breathing my dad was upset. He's like, "Who's this person?" The He's like, rage. I'll send him a message. I'm the like, rage. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty. I was pretty upset. It was very. If I was. I told you that my big. My big trigger is being if disrespected. My being disrespected. I felt incredibly disrespected, and they're like, "Um, you can't be here," and I'm like, <sighs> "My mistake." And everyone that I, I, I have to be very careful about what I say. But a bunch of people that I know were there. A bunch of people that I know were there and the person beside the door, not the bouncer, but they would like to think they were, was like, um, they're like, this is not, this is not for you. You're not supposed to Not be to here. mention, Austin showed up early to help set up. She's yeah. like, hey, I'm here early to help you set up, which Austin, what you told me is that you're, because you're super introverted, you don't want to do this, but like no. you're doing it because you're a good person and you're like oh i'm in management you know i really should make this happen because it's it's a part of my job right you're like you're you're not invited yeah that's that's i mean that's like what exactly what happened so i left um and first i was like fine screw them man i don't i got stuff to do but then you know i I was like that was kind of rude like rude bro my thankfully i had a friend come check on me because i was just at that point it would had already been i had already been pretty stressed out i mm-hmm. went to go hide in a bathroom and cry but when my friends found me he was being illogical he's like well like, shut up shut can you can you shut share up. the story of when you had 
<laughs> this is one of my favorite recent stories of you. Can you share the story of when you went to that thing? <laughs> I can't even tell you without laughing. When you went to that thing <laughs> where they were going to take the photos? Yes, I will share that story. On my day off. I have to mute myself because I'm going to laugh throughout the whole thing. Okay, I'm muting myself. On my day off. I can, you guys can't hear Corbin, but I could just see her cracking up. Okay, so on my day off, um, I was required to go to a staff meeting. Like I, I had to go. I would get reprimanded if I didn't go. I really didn't want to go because I really appreciate my days off. One of the reasons is, again, because of my seizures, I need to have alone time. So I was invited. I was not really invited. I was voluntold to go to a lunch type thing. Um, I really, really did not want to go, but I had to go. I had to go. And so I go to it. And what they had for lunch was, was chicken strips. I just remember it had been deep fried. <laughs> so maybe it was chicken. It was chicken strips and fries is what they gave you because I remember thinking there was no nutritional value because no chicken, chicken the, has nutritional value, but chicken strips are a little bit different because they're like breaded. No, they usually whenever they have they're like, we're going to provide you for lunch. I'm like, okay, like it's literally when they provide us for food, we're like, we're going to provide your breakfast or lunch. It's usually like the easiest slop they can throw together, like like actually and so their food almost always makes me feel sick. It's only when we got like a recent cook where the food started getting better recently, but this is before then, but seriously. So I go there and I'm eating the food and I almost immediately feel nauseous and I, I do get nauseous kind of easily, um, but I'm, my, I'm really sensitive to food for some reason. And this food was making me feel really sick and it's kind of like the end of the eating time and it's nearing and and for the record they told you it was just a meeting oh yeah they told me it was they just said a come meeting. for the meeting but then the meeting kept not not happening and so they served yeah. food right because you had to eat before the meeting so you had to wait for the meeting yeah. yeah so you're like okay well i guess i'll just eat while i'm waiting to eat to, for this meeting that i have to go to right yeah the meeting kept not happening i'm still waiting i'm still waiting so i fine i i eat i get some food i'm eating food um i almost immediately feel nauseous and then of me eating and the meeting supposedly is about to start. That's when someone makes an announcement. Oh, we're going to be doing pictures soon. That's why you're all here to take staff pictures, which I was not aware of. And I wasn't dressed for it either. They're like, we're going to have staff pictures. And I'm like, okay, I think I can make it till then. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to make it. I'm going to have to go throw up and then run outside to, to be in the staff picture. So I get up and when I feel like I'm going to throw up, it's not, oh, I might throw up. It's I'm going to throw up every time. If I feel like I'm going to throw up, like it's going to happen. Yeah. I remember one time we were driving through the grapevine in California, like at night in like crazy traffic. And you were like, mm -hmm. I am going to throw up. And we had to get over like four lanes so you could vomit. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it now. I'm going to go, go throw up, get it over with so I can be in this picture and go home. So I go to the bathroom. I tell one of my friends is there. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, I feel terrible. And so like just a second. And so I go to the bathroom. I throw up, you know, wipe off my face and go out back into the um, dining room. It's completely empty. Nobody's in there. Everybody's outside. And so I go outside. I open the door just as I go outside. And this is an absolutely true story. As I'm opening the door, everyone's clapping. Not at me. No, no, they're they're clapping because there was a successful picture taken. And I don't know why, why people clap after a picture is taken. So apparently during this time where I decided to go and throw up, everyone had already gathered. Everyone had gotten their lanes. Everyone had gotten their sections. And they had taken a huge group staff photo that I was supposed to be a part of, which is why I was required to go to this meeting. And I missed it because I had to throw up because food they fed us and I literally walked out just as they were dispersing and people were clapping and I missed it anyways so to summarize the story Austin had to go to a meeting that she didn't want to go to to eat food that she didn't want to eat to throw up to miss the photo which was the entire reason why she had to go to this meeting <laughs> and like no one noticed <laughs> no one noticed that I wasn't that I wasn't there that I wasn't in the photo 
no one gave a <laughs> that I wasn't there. And I'm Austin, like, stop swearing. I have to cut it out I'm every time sorry. you swear, and it's so difficult. I'm sorry. Excuse I have to like me. zoom in, 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 <laughs> zoom in, find the tiny word, and then try to make the whole thing sound like I didn't take it out. No one gave a crap that I wasn't there. Oh my they gosh! They didn't even notice when I, I heard the that story. Thing. I couldn't fathom the fact that you had to go to this mandatory meeting. You show up. You have to eat. Like they're like, oh, it's an eating meeting. So you're waiting for the meeting. Finally, you eat. Then you throw up. Then you miss the entire reason of the meeting. And not only that, but you like come out to them like reveling in their success of the photo that you. Why do people clap? I, I never even noticed that people clap up until oh this gosh. happened. I'm like, people clap after photos taken. Because they're why? horrible. Group photos why? are the worst. That's, that is true. Oh my gosh, Austin, when I heard that story, I died because it's so characteristic of like how funny your life is that like <laughs> they just like didn't notice you were gone and you're like, they did not. You're like a management a manager of a department. Like, <laughs> you're not, like, some small person that, like, takes the trash out in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, I mean. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so. Yeah, when you told me that story, I couldn't fathom. It's my life. Well, I guess, yeah. It's what happens when you're a tiny, sassy lady. I was making a joke that there is a person that I have worked with in the past mm -hmm. and are saying that I was so like outside of their viewpoint, not yeah. just me being short and them being tall, but I'm not mm -hmm. the kind of person they interact with that they care to have any sort of discourse with. Yeah. That I was, I'm pretty much invisible to them that I could walk into their house and make myself a sandwich and they wouldn't even <laughs> notice that I was there. <laughs> kind of want to test this, honestly. Yeah. They just like wouldn't, they just like are completely unaware of your existence because you have nothing to offer them. I mean, you were in all those sitcoms, they always have the like the the bullies, the mean kids, you know, the high mm -hmm. school sitcoms, but they never mm -hmm. have the kids that are so cool that you don't even exist. You're not even there. Right. You're like, hey, Timmy. And they're like, well, I feel like I just breathed on, but I don't yeah. see anything. Who was that? I mean, it, it, you mentioned the last podcast, the last episode about how you feel like the girl from Princess Diaries, Mia, mm -hmm. and something like sat on her. And they're like, oh, I didn't see you there. And she's like, I got sat on again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's like you just keep getting sat on exactly i'm here don't forget about me i'm a person <laughs> oh goodness i imagine if there's some kind of like like an actual tsunami where i live yeah and everyone's you know everyone has to go and find their groups and find their people there could be like yeah. is that everyone's here everyone's here <laughs> and i won't be there but they won't even notice <laughs> it says that we need one more person but that must be a mistake. <laughs> Yikes. Anywho. Well, that took an hour. Sure did. It sure did. I had to throw my cat in the bathroom, so hopefully he's okay. <laughs> he's such a twerp. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, now that we spent an hour talking about that stuff, let's get into our topic. Are you ready? I you, sure you, am. You don't look ready. I'm ready. I'm waiting. <laughs> waiting for you to talk about it. It's just no enthusiasm. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. No enthusiasm on my part. Yeah. yeah. How does that, yeah. how does it, how do you, how do you like it? Is it fun? Is it fun <laughs> for you? Because that's what I have to do with every single time. Hey, guys. How welcome to Beige Babes. Hi. You're used to it. Hey, Austin. How's it going? Hi. <laughs> You're like the gremlin that just like showed up. I'm, I'm the funny one. Anyways. Okay. Today we're talking about thinkers versus doers. And to just basically summarize what that is, thinkers tend to think without doing and doers tend to do without thinking. Mm -hmm. We're going to give our audience a few seconds to guess which one of us is the thinker and which one of us is the doer. All right, ding, that's the end of it. So Corbin. Yes. Although the audience has probably guessed, why don't you go ahead and say which one you are. I unfortunately am the doer. <laughs> I guess it's not unfortunate. It just feels unfortunate because I'm... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you can explain it in your own words, like what would that mean? What does that mean for you? Yeah. So um, for me, uh, I, I've spent a lot of time, like I'm very active and I'm very proactive 
and I'm not proactive necessarily on an internal retrospective level. Um, I'm very proactive about, um, you know, external change in that, like, I actively try to create an environment and atmosphere for myself that I enjoy and thrive in. So, you know, externally, I would come across, I would imagine as somebody who, you know, is proactive, get what gets what they want, you know, they have a lot of goals, and they meet those goals, and they're, okay, and so, um, you know, I'm very active. The difficult side of that is that um, there's a lot of, I think, shame around not being active and resting or just enjoying things um you know and and this kind of coincides with the fact that i'm also an external processor which for me that means that i basically solidify thoughts or feelings by um talking about them and you know part those two kind of together can create um uh, a, a character of somebody who can be really come across really harsh or hurtful. Um, lots of times I will say things or do things that really hurt people's feelings because I didn't put enough thought behind it. Um, and lots of times I'll say things that I don't mean just because it, the, the me saying it doesn't mean that, that thought was solidified internally. It's a part of me finding how I feel about it. For example, you know, maybe I'll have a criticism towards somebody and I might not actually feel that way. I might, it might've been like an emotional reaction. And after I said it, I thought, oh, I actually really don't feel that way. But I didn't clarify that I don't feel that way anymore. I just kind of checked myself internally, if that makes sense. So the external part of what people see is actually my discovery part and not my finished analysis part. For example, you know, Greg, my husband thinks a lot about what he says before he says it. A lot, a lot, a lot. Puts a lot of thought behind it and doesn't say things he doesn't mean. So with me, I say things all the time that I don't mean, slash I forget what I say, and then I'll say something and then counter myself five minutes later. And he's like, oh, you said this two minutes ago. Do you not actually feel that way? And I'm like, ah, no, it's, it's gone. Well, that way, but no, I don't. So it's very, I would say that I'm very characterized by somebody who is very proactive externally, but in that regard, I leave a lot of people in my wake where I've damaged a lot of people, said things I don't mean, maybe used or exploited people because I wasn't thinking clearly or I didn't take time to think about how my actions would affect somebody. Hmm. I idolize action too much. You know, if you have value, you're somebody that goes to the gym and takes good care of yourself and goes on walks and spends time outside and practices hobbies and does all this stuff. And so I've put value behind things that don't hold that much value if that makes sense so that's how being a doer has really manifested in my life and kind of you know the good side is is that i've done a lot of things a lot of things i've had a lot of really cool experiences you know i've been to different countries and i've lived in really cool states and um i've just had like a lot of adventures the negative side is is that I don't finish a lot of things. I've done a bunch of different sports and hobbies. I've done roller derby. I've practiced guitar. I've, you know, tennis, like anything you can think of. I've basically tried it, never finished it, but at least started it. So basically my house is filled with a bunch of gear of things that like I didn't see through to the end. But yeah, that's how I would kind of explain it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, and I, I did want to mention that normally, you know, um, doers versus thinkers, the doers tend to be extroverts and the thinkers tend to be introverts. But yeah, that's not a really always, good point. It's not always like that, but it's very, mm-hmm. it's consistently, it's normally like that. Mm-hmm. And I am, I should have said this before, but the reason why I'm doing Corbin's side and my side is because we're both from the opposite side of the mm-hmm. spectrum, more mm-hmm. or less. She tends to do without thinking and I tend mm-hmm. to think, without doing Mm -hmm. but with Corbin you know being a doer I've I've always you know appreciated the fact that she could just make stuff happen like even with her podcast she was like we should do a podcast and I was like yes and she's like I mean we should actually do it I was Mm -hmm. like "Uh uh-huh she's like so what are we gonna do to make it happen I'm like I don't know like (laughs) yeah right 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 she's she makes it happen she's Mm -hmm. definitely she's you know, definitely a doer. She makes it happen. And it's funny because I actually have a coworker who I would view as an introvert, but she's, mm-hmm. she's more of a doer. She makes hmm, stuff interesting. happen. Yeah. Those yeah. usually don't really go hand in hand. That's interesting. So, and I, of course, am on the other side. I tend mm-hmm. to think without doing, which just like 
you know, from Corman's side, my side is also has its good and bad, bad points to it. I would say a, let's start with the bad, bad thing about it is that I spent a long, a long time, a lot of time, um, fantasizing and thinking about the things that I would like to get done sometime, Mm -hmm. things that I would like to say to somebody, stuff that I would like to do. Mm-hmm. And I tend to spend a lot of time thinking and fantasizing and planning and very little to no time doing it hmm. because I have a really difficult time doing anything that I'm not inspired to do. Hmm. I, I really have to be inspired. And of course, you know, there's things I want to do, things I want to accomplish, but it's really hard for me to lay down steps in front of myself mm-hmm. and make it happen because I almost feel satisfied with taking so much time to think about it. And that's been really obnoxious. It's been a huge down, down point in my life. And it's something that really frustrates me about myself. I would say um, the good thing about being a thinker is that I spend a lot of time contemplating and thinking about things before I say them mm-hmm. and before I do them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm less likely to say something that I later regret or want to take back and less likely to, you know, hurt people's feelings, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, the unfortunate side though, is that our culture idolizes doers over thinkers, in my opinion. Mm. And people oftentimes underestimate thinkers because they think that they're dense or, you know, maybe aren't, uh, socially or whatever present or aware but that's actually oftentimes not the case they actually tend to notice more and think about things really in depth and you don't unless you take the time to really dissect that you you kind of miss out you know and it's unfortunate that the doers are more idolized because the fact is is that i am highly emotionally charged so i will do things based on emotional interest and be unable to finish it. And I think that that we do live in a culture that's very heavy on that. If something interests you, do it, but nobody really cares if you finish it or follow through. Mm. And unfortunately, I've spent a lot of time and energy in things that were not good or didn't benefit me, you know? And I think a big one is like getting married before. If Mm. I'd really thought about it, I don't think I would have followed through with it. I think I would have seen all these red flags that I totally overlooked because I was, uh, I was doing, I wasn't thinking. And Mm. so huge loss, huge, huge loss. Do you feel like you've experienced huge loss on your part? Yeah. Well, sorry. I just want to comment on something. Um, I've been watching the office and a few Mm -hmm. times in seven different episodes, Michael Scott has said, no, I, I, I can't spend too much time thinking about it because if I do, I'll probably change my mind. Yeah, yeah. He has said I'm that totally like a few like, times. Austin, I'm totally that person. <laughs> I can totally relate with that. I'm like, if I think about this, I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to not think about it and do it. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, crap. Don't yeah. think, just do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's hmm. actually interesting too because what you were saying with the magical thinking is like, mom on grow your heart train your brain if you guys want to look it up grow your heart train your brain vashti's house.com um one of the things she talks about with vashti's house it's like her organization but one of the things she talks about is how she's like austin and she has this big garden and she's like in my mind's eye this garden was done seven years ago and she like does like this talk about it and she's like but as you can see it's not done at all and it, it's kind of that magical thinking that Austin's tapping into is like, you're, you're too satisfied with the idea of it that you don't execute it. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the fact is, is that, and I can't say this for all thinkers, but I know it's been a problem in my life, something I've really, really struggled with. Mm-hmm. It used to be about like fantasizing about superheroes right. and, you know, fantasy type, act, mm. like actual fantasy stuff. But now it's more on the point of like, me imagining that my house is completely clean all the time. Me imagining that everything is completely organized. It's just the adult version of yeah. yeah. Me imagining, you know, I own this this cute little car that has really massive wheels. <laughs> like yeah, that I have a boyfriend who loves me. You know, like mm-hmm, totally. But, but you know, I I do spend a lot of time fantasizing. But when it comes to standing up and doing it, I'm just like. Mm-hmm. 
mm, like, I'm you know already what? satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the worst part is it is that I always think, you know, I'll do it tomorrow, but that's the biggest mm-hmm. lie I've ever told myself. I'll do it tomorrow. Totally. Such a lie. But I mean, honestly, there there's very good and bad points to both of our both of our mm-hmm. what's what's the side character types yeah yeah <laughs> you know something <laughs> I mean but I've had the things that you were that you were mentioning mm-hmm. um and it's been kind of a pain where I know that people think that I'm dense or I'm stupid or I don't know what's being said or I don't mm-hmm. understand because I'm not speaking mm-hmm. I'm just like there's nothing for me to say but I love you it know. too because when you do say something, there's so much more like power behind it. Like when I say something, people are like, "There she goes again." But when you say something, <laughs> people are like, "I think you're hilarious." You know? Well, I've had a few times during meetings where I, there's like all oh, the tables have like twelve people at them, and they're mm-hmm. made for like seven people, and so I go <laughs> sit at the empty table, and mm-hmm. then afterwards, someone come up and the whisper, they're like, "I saw that you're sitting by yourself," and mm-hmm. I was totally gonna come sit with you, but like, but then I couldn't because they were talking, and I'm like. I'm fine. I don't mm-hmm. need you to come sit with like I'm mm-hmm. I'm honestly okay. Mm-hmm. Legitimately. Like on like really. I spend most of my time inside my head anyways. Mm-hmm. That anyways, going off track a teeny tiny baby bit, but that's <laughs> let me look at my notes here. Which good in the bad. Okay, so obviously we both have struggles with, you know, being a thinker and then being a doer. Mm-hmm. What would you say? How have you dealt with and how are you dealing with being a doer? Well, I think a big part of it is learning to appreciate the, the side of thinking. And and it's not to say that, you know, you aren't active or proactive. And it's not to say that I'm not introspective or thoughtful because that's absolutely not the case. Um, but, you know, for me, it's been surrounding myself with people that a, can hold me accountable, like, you know, for example, Greg will say, you said this five minutes ago and now you're saying this, Gee, which, like, which one is it? Or, um, you know, having surrounded myself with people that are different and that I really, really value those qualities because it's a reminder. The fact of the matter is, is that words have value, right? And words should be um, said with intentionality. So even though I'm an external processor, and I don't think that's wrong, but I think that my sphere of who I externally process to should be significantly smaller than it is. You know, I mentioned, I think it was in the last podcast about how, um, and again, it was recorded a little bit ago, but how something happened at work. And I think that though what was said about me was entirely untrue and had, you know, it was, you know, just was untrue. If I am able to process with a very select few of people, uh, you know, very select people, group of people, I don't think that would have happened, to be honest with you. I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, they knew where to hit me because of my um, lack of, not self-protection, but lack of, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, I wasn't scrutinizing what I was saying as much. And so though what I said wasn't bad or wrong or necessarily harmful, it was it it put me in a place of vulnerability with people that shouldn't be trusted. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a lesson that I've learned really recently is that even though what I'm saying, it even though it's not even though it might be a neutral thing, you know, what I was saying wasn't harmful, it wasn't mean, it wasn't angry, it was still vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Too vulnerable to give to somebody that might have ill will towards me. So Mm -hmm. a lesson that I've learned is that even though I might be processing something that's very healthy and organic, not harmful, I have to be very, very weary, wary and cautious of who I process those things with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, through that, I've learned not everybody in a sense is your friend in the way that you can be vulnerable with them and trust them with your vulnerability. It's just the fact of life. There Mm -hmm. are people that will use that to exploit and manipulate things so being wary about who i process things with like and my who i can safely process things with is like three people in my Mm -hmm. entire life and that's Mm -hmm. okay and so that's a lesson that i've had to learn is definitely something that we should all be thoughtful and aware of well just who you tell to or what you tell to who because even folks that i've dealt with will tell everybody everything right 
And I'm just, it's, it's like leaving your front door open at night. You don't want to do that. You don't know what animals are going to come in. It absolutely true. You know, for everybody to be discerning, but especially if you're an external processor, especially if you're a doer, don't, don't do it. Right. But find Mm -hmm. somebody, be very discerning about who will protect you, who will protect your dignity, who will protect Mm -hmm. your values, who is strong enough to stand with you when you're vulnerable and Mm -hmm. who just wants a piece of you. You know what I mean? Who's jealous of you? Who wants to take you down? Who's just digging, waiting for anything to exploit and use you? Right. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. What was that? Well, it's a form of self-care, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely think it's a Mm -hmm. form of self-care. Being thoughtful and careful and aware about who, again, yeah, you you might open your door to your friend, your cousin, Mm Your, when your parents be don't leave it open at night you don't know who, mm-hmm. what or who's going to come in absolutely don't put yourself out there to every person who absolutely hasn't i'm doing quotes right now mm-hmm. has an ear to listen absolutely you know? yeah and again because i thought that if i'm not doing anything wrong i will be safe like i will be protected by my innocence but that's not the case you still have to be discerning even if what you're doing isn't wrong even if it's innocent and pure you still have to be discerning having your hands clean isn't enough it just isn't yeah like i said that's just a big one with external processors slash doers is you kind of open up your you kind of wear your heart on your sleeve mm-hmm. you, know, you open up your internal life for people to stab and wreck and whatever and you're not a victim by any means but um but you know you're not a victim and and remembering that you're not a victim and you are a victor right and just how can you redirect your vulnerability where you're doing it with discernment it's it's funny well the the funny thing is is that's making me think of me and some of my struggles that i've mm-hmm. had but i know a thing with me which is kind of funny is that it's almost been the opposite hmm. where there's someone that i need to talk to like say someone in management and hmm. my manager would be like you need to go speak to them and i'd say mm-hmm. i don't want to Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not good at responding in the moment. I take a lot mm-hmm. of time to think about. I'm thinking, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm processing. Um, you know, some people go through the entire argument before it starts, so they can get yeah. every possible thing in that their head. Might say. I the thing is, I that. don't. What was that? I've never done that. I actually I haven't done it. I was about to say mm-hmm. I haven't done it, so I can't even be prepared. You know, like. I don't know. It's very difficult for me to respond in the moment. I've had it where people mm-hmm. are angry with me and they come up and they're being angry with me and I have to respond to them. And I just staring at them with a blank look on my face. Cause I'm like, there's a lot happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's really difficult for me to confront somebody mm-hmm. or respond to being confronted or even someone mm-hmm. apologizing to me in the, the moment that it's happening. That's really because- interesting. My quiet moment where they think that I'm just confused or dense or I suddenly mm-hmm. don't speak English. I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it. I'm right. listening and I'm thinking, you know, like if people confront me, but but they they're confronting me as something's happened, they're like, I can't believe you just did this. Mm-hmm. I'm like meltdown. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, you know, like mm-hmm. all the funnels the little, being overflowed. Yeah. I mean, but in, in the I would say the downside of that is like there are so many times where somebody's done something, you know, in our family or close relationship. And I thought, oh, I, Austin would be the perfect person to talk about this or bring this out. Like she would know how to say it so well, so articulately with such like grace and you don't do it. And I'm like, nah, do it, do it, do it. Because you I would, write letters. You would That's... do it so well. And like, you know, you've know. said yourself, like, I know I should, but it's really hard or I don't want to bring it up. And so it's like, I would say that's the, that would be like a negative side of that. It's like when you could and should and can, you don't. Yeah. Not all the I, time, but. Yeah. I mean, normally I, I do, I would write a letter because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, but I, and I, it's funny. I've said to a few people that I suddenly become the most articulate when I'm extremely upset. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly I just sound like, it's like absolute- the eye of the storm absolute genius yeah like wow like i went up a few iq points just for this very moment just to speak to this person and eq or whatever right what was that well i was gonna say conversely like i will say things when it's not the right time to say it because i really want it to be resolved like Mm. being a proactive person i thrive on resolve like fixing problems not just resolve but um 
like just solutions for anything, not just relationally, you know, like, well, yes, you know, when there's fighting or chaos or discord, I freaking hate that. And so I'm like, okay, let's fix it. Get over here right now. We're going to solve this right here, right now. So we can be friends again. And it's not, not the right time. Not nobody's ready. I don't have the right words to say. And I'm about to like Mm -hmm. break down our friendship or relationship, or, you know, I don't, like when there's problems just in life and I try to solve them when it's just not the right time. And I would say the, Mm-mm. I mean, to answer your question from a little bit ago, what have I learned? A big thing is wait to wait, wait until the time is perfect. Don't say what you want to say, right? When you want to say it, don't fix the problem, right? When you think you have the solution, mm-hmm. I've trampled so many people and broken so many relationships from acting too quickly. I mean, it's like, it's like picking a fruit or vegetable before it's fully grown. It's sour. It's small. It, you do not get the fruit from it that you would want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you just hurt people along the way because you're more focused on the solution than the relationship. Right. You know, that was me. That's actually made me think of, I've had a couple of people apologize to me recently. Mm-hmm. but it's not for the sake of what they did was actually wrong <laughs> you just want to it's, not have a they don't want to have to feel bad yeah they don't <laughs> right, have right, a problem right. with me they don't want to have to feel bad I've totally the thing is, is that. that they want it to be fixed right now yeah they want it to be fixed they want it to be done they want it to mm-hmm. be over with mm-hmm. they're not actually sorry right they don't actually they're not actually convicted or right. embarrassed and ashamed right but shame right. and conviction are very different i can go on a rant about that but i won't mm-hmm. They're apologizing for a resolution, not so that you guys, not so that, not for your sake. Yeah, I can relate to that. Because both times they wanted me to forgive them at that very moment. Totally. You know, that's what they needed. That's what they're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I would say, you know, thank you for apologizing. I forgive you. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but they're not, they're not getting the heartfelt whatever response that they want <laughs> it's totally fine it's okay yeah. Gonna... yeah like they're they know that i'm still upset with them and they need me to not be upset because like, they what? yeah what was that i was gonna say well even maybe not even because they don't want to feel bad but because they don't want you to tell somebody else and get them get in trouble like right it's not just that about maybe they don't feel bad at all but they're afraid that the word will get out about what they did to you right and exactly like, shh, 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 shut up shut up Exactly. So both yeah. times when I'm like, okay, thank you for apologizing. Right. I forgive you. They just stand there looking at me like, cause they need something else. Right. It's not the end of it, That it's mm-hmm. not over yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of them had even said to me, I know you for, you might've forgiven me cause it's the right Christian thing to do or Jesus would want you to something like that. They're like, but I really hope that you can forgive me in your heart. And then they continued to look at me. Well, yeah, you said, I forgive you. And they kept talking and they said, I just really hope you can come to forgive me. And you said, I forgive you. I said, I forgive you. So I forgive you. Leave me alone. Exactly. And it was incredibly frustrating to me because, yeah, don't, don't not listen in one ear out the other. Yeah. You're like, I forgive you. And they're like, I just really hope one day you can come to forgive me. You're like, you're not a victim. I said, I forgive you. Get over it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially people who have wronged someone else when they mm-hmm. act like that they've been victimized. I, now I'm, oh, now I'm just ranting. If they've act like they've been victimized <laughs> and yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not apologizing just so you know. <laughs> yeah. If they right. act like they've been, they're being victimized because they've done something to you mm-hmm. and you haven't had a heartfelt forgiveness after they've, or you're just heartfelt. upset about it. Like, yeah, like I'm allowed them, to, but you're still upset about it. Yeah. I'm allowed right. to be upset about it just because you squirt lemon juice in your eyes and come find me right. to apologize. Hey, like, I really appreciate you forgiving me, but like, can you also like not be upset with me at all anymore? Yeah. Or tell anybody about what I did exactly exactly so this is just just a little tip for everybody and yes i am going back a little bit on what i said before but this is definitely a rant that i'm thinking of other people about but here's a tip if you're going to apologize don't do it for the sake of you You don't have to feel bad anymore Mm -hmm. and don't do it to avoid shame or embarrassment it has Mm -hmm. to be conviction Mm-hmm. And if you are having a hard time finding that conviction, maybe you should talk to someone or um, I hate to say it. I don't hate to say it, but even if you're a Christian, I don't pray about hate it. To say it. Yeah. If, you know, ask maybe if you're a Christian, ask God for that conviction, but there needs yeah. to be, con- there needs to be conviction, not just mm-hmm. for the sake of you not having to feel bad anymore. That's- because you understand the hurt, not just because yeah. you want resolution and for no one to be upset anymore, but because you understand the pain that you caused. Yeah. You understand that you have done something wrong. And you are willing to be responsible for it. And sometimes being responsible is accepting the fact that that other person might be hurt or upset for a little bit. Yeah. 
allowing space for them to remain upset if they're still processing it. Totally. Yeah. And I've had something, I had something happen with one of my friends who they apologized to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, okay, I forgive you. I'm probably still going to be upset for a few days, but there's nothing you or I can do about it. Mm-hmm. And they just said, okay, I understand, which mm-hmm. is the answer that I needed. If mm-hmm. you know what I mean, it could have gone very wrong if they went the other direction. Mm-hmm. They're like, are you serious? You, you know, you're still going to be upset. I said, I'm sorry. You know, something like that. Right. right. So yeah. went off the rails a little bit, but this is just a little bit of advice. <laughs> no, I thought that was really good. It's absolutely accurate. Absolutely accurate. I mean, it's like, just check your motives. Yeah, absolutely. Why, what, what are your motives? If it's for you, then it's not really an apology. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. so, so important. And taking personal responsibility is so important. We've talked about that a couple of times. But if you need to apologize to someone, don't just spend time thinking about it, like mm-hmm. I like to do. Mm-hmm. Take the time to process mm-hmm. and then actually apologize to someone because mm-hmm. it it might still be upsetting or hurtful to them. It could be upsetting or hurtful for, to them for years to come. Well, yeah. And I think on the same, in the same vein, at least what I've learned is um, ask if it's an appropriate time. Yeah. You know, like don't barge in, smack the door open and be like, I saw, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. Just be right. like, hey, is, yeah. is right now a good time to talk? Like, I do want to apologize to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And don't like force it on them because it just like perpetuates right. the issue. Oh, that's true. It's making thinkers versus doers. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, on both of our both of our sides, mm-hmm. more or less, you know, I've really had to practice doing, which includes, you know, confronting people, mm-hmm. which I, I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had to practice speaking up when I'm in a group of people and everyone's yelling louder than the other person. And I'm like, I'm not as loud as all these people. Mm-hmm. And I just be like, hey, like get mm-hmm. my voice out there, like actively when it's important, when it's time, you know, not all the mm-hmm. time, but not only that, but actively, we've talked about this before, making, practicing little by little, making things happen and not just fantasizing about it. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's very difficult. Well, yeah, it's like in in the other side of that too is that um, if you are a thinker, I think, and you have a goal or a dream, make it bite sized. You know, if you're like stuck in this big dream, because part of dreaming is you are resting too long in the final product. Right. You're yeah. you know you're resting too long, and this is what the finished image will look like. And then, you know, getting to that point doesn't have that romantic flair to it. So I would say try to break down your dream into bite-sized pieces. Today, right. you know, I will take this bite of it, this bite of it and do that. And then tomorrow, and that would be an advice from a doer to a thinker. Mm-hmm. And then um, yeah, I think to summarize my portion of it, like I've learned honestly, think before doing. And just because I think something doesn't mean I need to say it. Mm. and being pure-hearted in something isn't enough um and then also finish things that i start and creating a plan to have follow through Mm. um because we've talked about this before on our podcast but the best things come with work and the difficult part of being a doer is i get excited about the thrill of doing that i don't finish or follow through so and maybe that's just a personal character quality i don't know if that's necessarily to doers but maybe it is and so creating that discipline to finish the things that i start and having you know that full accomplishment of getting things done Mm -hmm. and i you know i would also say it'd be good to spend time with the opposite side of the spectrum absolutely learn how to be friends with not just and I don't mean just tolerate, I mean, be mm-hmm. friends with and appreciate. get along with, mm-hmm. appreciate, because you can learn to either speak up or quiet down or listen more or, you know, like there are just different things that we could learn process doing with it with another person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, and I can't speak for everybody, but I know that I usually see herds of extroverts and I walk across the street to avoid Herds. them. Herds. That's so funny. They're grouping oh, yes. together. Herds. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's interesting too because like as I reflect and like the adult relationships around us, it's usually a thinker with a doer. Like mom's the thinker, dad's the doer. 
Well, I've noticed that married couples, yeah, tend yeah, to I find. can basically break down every one that I can like think of right now. Yeah, it's that's interesting. But I mean, like for me, I've I've been with people where I'm not speaking at all, mm-hmm. and then eventually they just think I'm not interested in being around them, mm-hmm. and I have to be like, at, no way, com- like you. Yeah. During our conversations, I have to be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh I've experienced oh. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, that that stuff. And I've been with extreme extroverts that the entire time they're yelling and speaking over me. And I'm like, I don't want to be around them at all because <laughs> I didn't enjoy this. Yeah. I do not like it. Yeah. So I think it's and we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're and it's good to process either. I don't really know how to say this, but either kind of raising your energy level or lowering it just read the room read the room mm-hmm. please yeah it's just For the love of god That's even so if funny. you want to be don't be the emo quiet person sitting in the corner hoping right. that no one looks or speaks to you yeah absolutely stop yelling i mean we've had we've had meetings and i have a coworker who yells mm-hmm. and he's yelled over me and during our meetings i've said shut up mm-hmm. And he I'm stops tying. talking. No, while I'm speaking, he'll start yelling over me about something that I made him think about. And I would yell. I've told him to shut up during our meetings. And he's my friend. He's completely Dangerous. unoffended. I'm not telling you guys to do that. He's my friend. And he's just, he, he, he quiet. He gets quiet and he lets me finish what I'm going to say. What I, would- <laughs> I know you, ha- you have to do that to me all the time. Like all shut the time. Up. You say something I'm like, and then, and you're like, no, 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 no. I have it's not like finished. parting the Red Sea. It's yes. like parting the waters. And you're like marching through. I mean, it's hard too because our families, we're all yellers, which is funny because we're really, I think I'm the only extrovert in the family. Well, me and my dad, but everyone else is introverted. But still, for some reason, like culturally, we just talk over each other. And Greg is always like, who's, wait, who's talking right now? Who, wait, I lost track. What are we talking about? So I think you probably (laughs) developed that skill a little bit through just like our family culture, but yeah. You have to, to to survive. I know. I pre-apologize for the recordings of us and my brother or whatever. And we're like all talking over each other. It's our culture, family culture, get over it. (laughs) Well, it's funny at work, I do not talk at all, Mm -hmm. like at all. And therefore the other person tries to make conversation, but it's not based off of anything. They're like, so... What colors are the windows that you have to check your house? Your yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? Well, yeah. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. I have to practice, honestly, doing it at work so it doesn't seem like I'm peeved then. off all the time. Yeah. I'm only peeved off like 40% of the time. So peeved off. Peeved. I'm using that word so you don't have to bleed me. Piss you, is we- not a bad word. <gasps> if we should just have, you should just add a bleeping thing every time I do curse oh as opposed gosh. to taking it out. You should do, do that. that though. I don't know how to do it. You too. Stop, just stop swearing. That's but I I like it. It's cathartic. I tried to make this one a little more organized, but it still seems pretty all over the place. But no, it's that's good. okay. I don't think it needs to be. I think it's we did a relatively good job. So mm-hmm. this this one was my idea, just so you guys know. Yeah, this one was Austin's. This was my idea. So it was victim versus victor. I kind of think she has the best topics. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Things I've thought about and processed. Check out our Instagram for updates. Announcements. Announcements. Check out our Instagram. Yeah. For updates. There's another thing. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> no, you. I'm in charge today. Sorry. Sorry. Feel free to DM DM him. DM us. <laughs> on instagram if you have any topics that you would like to talk about you have any ideas questions please don't send us one's hotter a lot of personal issues and what happened to you when you're 12 i can't read that right now so sorry but But, what's our instagram handle uh two beige babes so it's the number two beige babes and all of it's smushed together so no spaces or anything yeah dm us DM us. DM them. Or you us. can email at us, email us at two beige babes at gmail.com. Who's, who's hotter? They don't even know what we look like. I know. That's why it's funny. Okay. At two at two beige babes at gmail.com. Email us, ask us questions. Stay give us tuned. suggestions. 
just don't start... correct us. I don't have that kind of comfortability with myself. I'll just cry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> correct Corbin. But not me. Anyways, what I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a game on our Instagram called I Spy. And it's where you see if you can find my cat. That's it. That's all. Do you have anything else you want to say, Corbin? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say we're going to start posting more actively about like future podcasts and who is going to be on them and like our schedules and stuff. So you can like emotionally prepare yourself for our sassy little fella guests. Probably. Probably start posting more about it. Yikes. I will. But um, yeah, so we're going to get more active on that and kind of give you updates and connections. So please reach out to us. We love you guys. We love hearing from you. I mean, compliment us. You guys are the best. I had someone stop me and say that they're taking notes. That's so like, sweet. I know. I appreciate it, especially because it's it's a coworker, and I've had a bunch of my friends. They're like, I'm totally going to listen to it. And they totally mm, haven't. I and I know because I mentioned them waiting for them to come and be like, you mentioned me. I know. You, we we like, just talk so much crap about them and then see who – we should like, I wanna go, do that. have an episode where we just go through everybody in our life and talk mad crap and see who actually listens see to who comes back to us. <laughs> what the hell, How man? dare you? That would be actually really <laughs> totally. funny. See who listens oh, to let's us. Let's do it. But we should just give it some kind of random name. But yeah, really, it's just us talking crap and see who comes <laughs> back to us. <laughs> like winter versus summer or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. See who comes back. <laughs> martha is such a b (laughs) (laughs) um but no really though we love hearing from you guys you guys are you guys are inspiration you're a muse yes a muse inspiration i cleaned today good for you i have had to pee for the last 45 minutes I could see because you keep like getting like you're gonna sit up and then you sit down. It's like, like I could my tell bladder it, is literally like, leaking, ready to go. It's why I like slowly started leading us that, that towards the end because I was like, that's what that sound is. <laughs> what did mom say when we were a little pinch? She'd say pinch it. And I'm like, pinch like what, what am I pinching? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> we're gonna have to stop it now. I'm like, <laughs> pinch what? <laughs> would understand (laughs) (laughs) i always hated that and then when we were kids too and mom we'd be like mom we have to go to the bathroom she'd like push on our bladder and be like "Ah!" (laughs) i think all my problems as an adult is mom's fault psychological issues (laughs) she'd like laugh she's literally like linda from the office Not Linda from The Office. Linda from um, Bob's, Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's funny how offended mom gets whenever we say she's like, the two. It's like, no, I'm not. You are, though. When Colson impersonates mom, it's the best. When he comes back, we have to have him impersonate we mom. Have to have, we have to have him impersonate, like, everybody's impersonations are so cold. All right. It'd be a fun babes bonus, us impersonating each other. Oh my gosh, I feel like it would end really poorly with us just like flat fighting and then there wouldn't be an being, episode being next bad week. at each other. <laughs> I'd impersonate you and I'd just be yelling. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> my feelings already hurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm we sorry. love you. We look, I'm leading it for us and I can't take it anymore. We love I you like, guys. I like you guys. We look forward to seeing you. Next I love talking to you next week (laughs) (laughs) yay i love you corbin i love you austin (laughs) bye we've done all we can do how about you